What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 71 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And DJ, the content, the toxic Avenger, Dead Air Lewis. What's up, people? (laughs) That's going to be my new saying. (laughs) What's up, people? What's up, people? (laughs) (laughs) That's the key, right? Is uh, the way I, the way, at least in my you know, opinion, the way you create a, a, a just classic internet catchphrase is to just add a word at the end of what's up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixels was what's up, guys, right? Well, no, his was hey, guys. That's why he always used to Yeah, say. well, and please, what's up, guys? That's IGN. You know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, they, they, they were the ones that originated that. That's, you know, so. He took what's up internet, and I was like, damn, that's good. So I was going to, like, when um, I, you know, ever host a show or whatever, I would just say, what's up, people who pay internet bills, something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. I thought that you were gonna really just try to broaden it. Like you're like, what's up, people? Like <laughs> Pete's just talking to the internet. I'm talking to the world. I'm worldwide. I'm talking to all the humans out there. Okay, my fellow humans. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> hey man, it's your catchphrase. I don't know what you want from me. It, it, it fits the bill, you know. It fits the bill. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, speaking of fitting the bill, uh, I think that is a fitting intro to this episode of the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the weekly Nintendo podcast of LootPots.com, where we get together and talk about all things Nintendo. Uh, if you guys want to get the show, we are all over the web on every goddamn platform. Uh, wow, Jesus, I messed that up. <laughs> I was like so smooth, and then I just got right, you know, just... You just fall down a hole and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> we are live on all podcasting platforms or damn near all of them. There we go. If there's one uh, – if there's a place you'd like to get your podcast where we're not, let us know. And we'll make sure to get there. Uh, but we would greatly appreciate it if you give us a like on whatever platform you do choose to listen to us on. Subscribe however you can and follow uh, – You know, make sure you're there when our episodes go live every Monday, uh, 9 a.m. BST. Um, I should probably figure out when when that is where I live, but uh, what time is that, Steve? I think it's two Five hours later. Yeah, right? two p.m. Wait, nine p.m. BST. No, nine a.m. Uh, BST. Oh god, that's gonna be crazy. Okay, so it's <laughs> it'll be like well, yeah. uh, nine. It's like uh, it'll be like four your time. Yeah, four. I know. I think I think DJ's right. I think it's two. It's no. <laughs> it's it's five hours behind, right? Whatever. You're fi- what posts. time is it there now? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 yeah, you're right, it's the opposite, yeah, so 9 a.m. your time would be 4 a.m. our time, yeah. 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 I was thinking the other way around. the morning EST, there you go. there you go. Um, now that I'm lumbering through these plugs, uh, that's when the show goes live. You can catch it wherever you get your podcast. We greatly appreciate you joining us. If you want to get some more content from us, head over to lootpots.com where we've got news and reviews all about Nintendo. You can join us on our YouTube channel. Head over to twitch.tv slash lootpots where we're streaming uh, Animal Crossing every Thursday. We've got some new streaming times coming up pretty soon, so you're going to want to head over there. Uh, we recently hit affiliate, and those of you who've been supporting us over there, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, showing your support with those uh, Twitch Prime subs as well. Um, so if you want to get some more content from us, there's plenty of ways to do that. I hope you'll uh, go check it out. 
Last but not least, if you want to get a little bit more of this show, you can support us on patreon.com slash lootpots. And now at the $1 level, you'll get access to our patron-exclusive show, After Dark, uh, for just a buck. Now you'll get access to the, what, 30 hours plus of content that we've thrown up there in the past. Um, and, you know, you'll get your uh, weekly additional show now. Um, so, yeah, if you are want to get more content from us, you want a way to show your support, that is the perfect way to do it. And it also get you some, uh, some perks over on our Discord channel, including access to our private VIP chat for patrons and Lupots, uh, you know, members only. So uh, we hope you'll show your support. Come be part of the community. Come chat with us. Come get your thoughts right on the air, just like all the fine folks in our MailPot segment did. And, uh, yeah, become part of the, uh, the movement. So let's let's that's enough shilling for now. Let's get into what we're playing this week, and uh, I I've only been playing Animal Crossing, so we'll save that. You guys have some new stuff to talk about. Uh, Steve, let's let's start with you and a little game you've been playing called American Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. My partner is is massively into trucks for some reason. I don't get it myself, but um, they are. So they've been playing American Truck Simulator. And I uh, I got let loose on it. We got we got like a steering wheel setup thing with like pedals and stuff. My first go on the game, I immediately like I was doing really well. I thought and like I clipped people's cars a couple of times. But then then I went a little bit f- too fast. That's not really good. No, it's not. But I went a little bit too fast around a corner and I managed to topple the thing over entirely, okay. <laughs> which was absolutely fucking ridiculous. I um, saw that post you made on Twitter where you were just like wedged. My, <laughs> oh my god! No, Macaulay was not happy. Like I completely totaled their truck. It cost them so much money to get it fixed, and they had to come. Then you have to call like a rescue guy to come and get you. Could, and like, couldn't the, you just load an older save? I I don't. I have no idea. I think it auto saves. I have no idea. Oh my That's god! Brutal. So, I, I like the idea that Macaulay's just like hardcore role playing. They won't. You know? Oh yeah, they won't. Like <laughs> they won't do it. They won't take a job unless they can finish it, or they know there's like a place where they can like pull over and rest and arrest stuff and stuff. Everyone that plays the game seems to like do a properly hardcore role play. Like there's That's the so the reason one of the main one of the other reasons we installed Windows uh, was so well, aside from being able to stream uh, easily on Twitch was. There's like a a mod called Truckers MP, which adds like online multiplayer to it, and oh. there's like virtual trucking companies that people run on there, and you get like dispatched to jobs and things, and everyone's got like uh, CB radios that they can talk to in in their cabs, and you can like talk to the dispatcher and talk it's to ridiculous. the other truckers and stuff. It's absolutely wild. It really is. <laughs> that wheel looks legit, though. I saw that you put up a picture. That thing looks cool. It's good. It's good fun. Like I would have loved the more expensive one. There's like a Logitech one that's like three hundred, uh, three hundred pounds. But the Logitech one it does like a full nine hundred degree turn in circle and has like force feedback. So it feels like as you turn the wheel, it gets like heavier, like it would in a real car. So Steve, real quick, <clears throat> I need to put you on blast. So when you were uh, doing a test stream over on uh, on your Twitch channel, mm-hmm. I-, I tuned in to check it out and see how it looked and everything. And during which uh, you were talking about American truckers, yeah, yeah, and you 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 may have done an accent. Of I some have no kind. idea. Don't worry. No, 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 no. I think I think you do remember. Yeah, yeah. Because I was yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and I, I remember yeah, yeah. I was like, "You got to do it on the show," and you laughed. And I'll like... sip this tea. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. It was yeah, yeah, I... yeah. God bless truckers. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be the name of the episode? <laughs> God bless truckers. <laughs> 
going to be the lowest listened to episode in <laughs> the history of the podcast. No, we get all the MAGA fans in. They'll, they'll be all over it. Oh, God. No, I don't want them. Oh, my God. I don't want them at all. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I can confidently say that I don't want you to listen to the show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so... DJ, you I saw you tweet about this earlier. You were playing a little bit of Streets of Rage 4, which is actually a Switch game. Yeah, so Streets of Rage is a franchise that um, I kind of grew up playing. And there was a Genesis cartridge, and it's called the Six Pack. And it has Sonic, it has Streets of Rage 1, and like Golden Axe and like a couple other games I don't really care about. Um, and I actually almost missed the release of Streets of Rage 4. I actually I didn't know it was coming to Switch. Like, I completely forgot. Really? Or, like, I don't know. I must have missed it. And um, so I was like, oh, it, it dropped today. Um, so I picked it up. It's a lot of fun. It's really, really good. And it's reviewing really well, too. Is this... Hmm. Okay, I'm looking I'm at the Genesis six-pack right now. Mm-hmm. What did you say it had on it? Sonic. Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, and Sonic, and a few games you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Yep, go ahead, name them. It has Revenge of Shinobi and Super Hang On. You're telling me you don't give a shit about either of those games. Don't give a flying fuck. Oh my god. DJ loves nothing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hot take so this was this was the one I, I couldn't remember if it was Streets of Rage for or if it was I wanna say Contra for. There was another like arcade brawler that recently got <clears throat> kind of brought back. Contra, and it was, I think, right. Yeah, I think it was Contra, and it was like hideous. Like the trailer was just like, "This is yeah, god it awful." Contra. It was like Contra and hardcore I, or something. Yeah, I think you're right. And I remember that trail, seeing that trailer, and being like, "Ugh!" Like, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> and I couldn't remember if this was that game or not when you said it, so I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh no, this was that gorgeous, like 2D, semi cell shaded, like kind of like." Oh, yeah, like Streets almost... of Rage is probably my favorite game on, on uh, Mega Drive. Like, well, have you seen what Streets of Rage 4 looks like? Like, the art style? Yeah, it's like um, cel-shaded. It's gorgeous, right? man. Yeah, it's, it's like it looks like cel-shaded, like, like almost like, uh, but like kind of like a manga, too. Like, But it, like, yeah. it's got, like, a real pop style. To, like, the original trilogy. Like, I felt like I was playing... And I mean this as a good thing. I, it felt like I was playing the old games again, um, but like just updated. And I like they added like an online feature, so I was jumping into people's lobbies and we were just going around kicking oh, ass cool. together. And it's it's so much fun when it works. By the way, <laughs> I love the fashion. But I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because it just came out today. So, is there any kind yeah, of awesome, like man. switch back to like a pixel art style like they did in? Um... Like Monster uh, Boy or something, or Dragon Quest. Yeah. Well, there's um, you get characters that were in I think it's Streets of Rage one and two, and they're in that like 16-bit art style. Well, like Axel or something. Well, Axel's in the game like straight up, but there's like I can't remember their names. There are a few others that you unlock, and they're in that That's cool. that old school 16-bit. Yeah, <laughs> I love when <clears throat> I love when modern games do that. Like, I feel like in the last like year, or, I guess two ish now, there's been a few examples that I really loved of that with like um, Odyssey having the 64 oh, yeah, yeah. skin and like uh, Crash Team Racing when they did the the, the remaster. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got it on PS One 
or I'm sorry, on PS4, they gave you the uh, like OG like mm-hmm. polygonal PS1 models for some of the characters and you the, could uh, the you cards. could do it in um, Tomb Raider as well. My dad played the whole of like the the latest Tomb Raider games as like Tomb Raider two polygon model. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that they just give you the option. You know, <laughs> I I it's so funny because so much of that period of gaming is like so ugly oh yeah um but it's cool that now that we're kind of in this like 90s nostalgia mode that like there's like a kind of like a a fondness for it mm-hmm. like and that that aesthetic you know when they don't overdo um, it you know like in yeah uh, mario odyssey it was just like the costume right but the environment still right you know it was gorgeous but mm-hmm. yeah it's a nice nod mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. Uh, you'll have to tell us a little bit more about it, I guess, if you get to spend some more time with it. But um, sounds good. Sounds like a good one to pick up. Yeah, it's actually, I think it launched on sale for some reason. It was like 10% off. It was weird. Pick it up. I mean, it's not a bad idea, right? Like, yeah. I feel like when you have a, like, if you if you do that, I feel like there's a strategy to that on the Switch. Yeah. You know, or, I mean, I guess any marketplace, but like, I feel like discoverability on the Switch is good not great like it's Mm -hmm. good if you're a recent top selling or on sale game otherwise you're like lost in the ether Mm -hmm. and i feel like the fact that they can be on recent releases good deals like all the probably top selling now because of that and like you'll see streets of rage 4 on every one of those lists more people will buy it so probably a good play every developer seems to game the chart as well like it will be we'll put this game on sale for 99p for a day get a bunch of people to buy it, and then the next day it's, like, number one on the charts, beating out Animal Crossing. It's like, yeah. Well, why is that seventeen ninety nine game now beating it? And you look, you look back at it, and it's like, actually, probably wouldn't be if it wasn't 99p. <laughs> but, I mean, like, to me, I think that's fine. Like, I think Nintendo needs to know? probably figure out their charts a little bit better if you can just game it that easily. Yeah, I, I don't think it should be... I, I guess my point is with that, though, that if a bunch of people buy a game because it's a dollar and it's not good, it won't stay at the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. It'll have its moment and get its spike and a bunch of people will buy it and then they won't. Um, and I think if you can be like a good game and do that, like it sounds like Shoots of Rage 4 is like, it's not a bad idea. I think if the game is quality and you're being like, hey, day one, we want to reward you for coming day one. Here's like 10 percent off or something. And that's going to, like, incentivize people who are maybe thinking about it, you know, or who just glide past it to pick it up. Like, it's worked for a lot of other games mm-hmm. to, to, like, kind of bank on the quality. Like, think about, like, Rocket League, right? And, like, it being free on PS Plus was, like, a, like made it because it was so good that people were like, oh, yeah, I'll buy it. That's actually Shit, how that's I awesome. got introduced to Rocket League. Me too. I still play it. <laughs> All right, so I, I we've all been playing Animal Crossing. We'll talk about Animal Crossing here for a minute, but I want to kick it back to Steve because you said you've been playing Pocket Camp again. Right, I, I have not been playing Pocket Camp again. This is the first time I ever downloaded this game. Oh, really? And I downloaded it just so I could oh. get the free shit in Animal Crossing because I saw everyone had that camp sign, and I was like wondering how everyone got that campsite sign. You get it by linking it to Animal Crossing, which, by the oh, way, really? yeah, you get a ton of free stuff for linking it to Animal Crossing. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So now no you're going to do it, right? told me. No one told me this. <laughs> you have to 
you you get a dirt it's the worst system so you have i had to go through the whole tutorial it was fucking horrible because i didn't give a shit about what rosie was telling me or picking up picking her up apples or any of that crap all i wanted to do was get to the my nintendo menu when you get there you can just it automatically detects that you've linked your nintendo account that has an animal crossing new horizon save on it and you can, you just then get a download code. You have to go put that download code in the eShop. It will download like some DLC or whatever. And then to find it, it took me forever to find it. You have to go to the, the shop, you click the special items and it adds a new tab at the top. It's not like easily visible. It's next to like where the posters would be. If you've done an Amiibo poster at um, Harv's Island, you like right tab okay. through all of the items on like the ATM thing. And you can then buy all of the items that you get. But there's a ton of cool stuff in there. I love the um, the gas station sign. I've got that on my island. Um, Tyler came over to my island earlier from. Um, I think he's been watching some of the streams. I think he might even be a Patreon now. Yeah, he's one. He's one of our Patreons. Yeah, so Tyler's a friend of mine. He came over and dropped off a a red gas pump for me now. So I've got two gas pumps. I'm slowly building out a uh, a petrol station. That's cool. That is, that is cool. But Pocket Camp as a whole, a terrible game. <laughs> truly, truly terrible. It's a hundred percent just the biggest cash grab I've ever seen from Nintendo. What are these fucking leave tickets you have to keep buying to do absolutely anything in the game? I, you don't have to buy them. No, you don't. If but if you actually want to do stuff and progress and if, without waiting like an hour, then yeah, you uh, do. Yeah, but I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, I think you need to. I, here's the thing. I played Pocket Camp at release, and like, I think for a mobile game, like I. You know, that's, like, the gameplay mod. Like, that's the monetary mod. I know, and I hate it. I really hate it. Yeah, I hate it, too. But, like, I don't don't think that the game is, like, particularly um, egregious about it. Because it's really easy to get. Like, I, for the entire, entirety of the time that I played the game, which was, I want to say, like, at least, like, three months, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a little bit longer. You You didn't buy any. I, I bought one. I bought the beginner pack where mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, for five dollars you get X number," and it was like it was like a ton of Nick tickets and then like a couple extra items and these other bullshit things. And I had already been playing the game for a while at that point, and I was like, "Okay, like I've enjoyed this. I want to get this perk or whatever. Here's five bucks. Well, like you guys have earned my five dollars." I got some free tickets because um, if you buy New Horizon, you get free stuff in Pocket Camp as well. So I got some nice. free stuff in there, but to me, it's just there's not enough to the game. Like when I've got Animal Crossing, I New, agree with that. When I've got Animal Crossing New Horizons now, I'll boot that up and I'll actually play Animal Crossing proper rather than just decking yeah. out a campsite. Well, that's the thing, right? Is like Literally... at the time we were itching for like any crumb of Animal exactly. Crossing. Exactly. Yeah. And then now it's like okay, we have like the greatest game in the in the series, arguably. Yeah. We need that. It also game. feels like going back to New Leaf. Like everything looks like. New Leaf style, the fonts, New Leaf, the the grasses, renders oh, yeah. out fucking like item leaf. storage. Oh my lord! Everything is like uh, the old game, so none of it feels fresh and like new. How New Horizons feels. Yeah. I hope they eventually update all of that to kind of match the new style. Because I feel like they probably will. Yeah, I think so because it's it's making them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like, there's more attention on Animal Crossing than ever, so you have to imagine that like they have new interest there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point do an island update or something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I agree with you that there's not enough there. When I played it, it was for exactly the reason that DJ just laid out. Where, like, 
was so desperate for more Animal Crossing and, like, didn't want to go back and start a new New Leaf campaign. Yeah. And I had given my copy of it to my girlfriend at the time. So it was like, ah, you know, it scratched an itch for a little bit. But eventually I got to the point where I was like, this is just bullshit. It's boring. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like There's said, not I, enough to it. I had zero zero interest in playing it, really. Um, it was just 100% for the free items, but I recommend yeah, I, both of you doing it if you haven't already, because it's worth it. I just reinstalled stuff. it so that I can yeah. hook up and get yeah, the Yeah, I'm going to do it. And then, now that you mentioned how to do it, that's that's even better, because I would not want to fucking figure I, out how to do it. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Like, l- Low key, DJ. I feel like like I might want like we should do this while we're like streaming. Yeah. <laughs> be like we're gonna do this and show everyone how to do it. Like because this is <laughs> make sure I have the game while we uh, move along here. <laughs> Give me some free shit. Uh, so speaking of Animal Crossing proper, um, what have you guys been up to this week? Oh man, I Steve. By the way, your island looks phenomenal. I visited Steve's island to sell some Thank turnips you. today. And it just, man, it's it's looking good. So I'm sure you have a lot to say because I, I didn't really do much. This week is the first time I've actually properly done any outside stuff. I spent all the time before on the house, uh, yeah. whereas this this week I've I've properly like kind of gone to town on it. Uh, I've moved some houses around. I've moved the museum onto like a raised up piece and made like a little Starbucks next to it, which I'm really happy about. And um, I've got, like, a diner going on. Uh, Chloe sent me some of those simple panels, so I'm finally able to do, like, custom signs. And in order to do a lot of it, I've been doing black market trades on Nookazon, which has been really, really fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Monster. <laughs> I'm, like, refusing fine. to do that. No, do it. Because, oh, my God, some of the islands are insane. I went to this Korean person's island, and she decked out the entire island with, like, custom paved patterns all over the place so they looked like roads so she had roads everything was like layered out into a grid into like blocks and stuff it was fucking insane and like some of the stuff that people do like you go and uh, and you just you just want to rip it off so i'm in the process of ripping someone else off which was building an airport so i'm having like an arrivals and a departure zone you may saw it dj when you (laughs) arrived there's like a little uh um a path like uh with the roped off uh like fence stuff they have in like airports like for queues so i've got that on the go and then i'm going to do like a little um waiting area see that'll be cool because a lot of people will when they sell turnips and they want like milk miles or whatever in return Mm -hmm. they like rope off a certain area so that's a way you can have it look good but still be productive in that way yeah you're into that black market shit yeah, the, the only <laughs> problem with that black market shit is if I really get into it, I'm going to need to move my store to the right of the front next to the airport because that's where everybody has it. Yeah, Right, because you would have to have it lead to to that, right? Yeah, yours is like on the complete... just wander off. Yeah. yeah, it's on my totally opposite place, yeah. which is where I wanted it. Like, I wanted the middle bit to be like a residential area next mm-hmm. to the museum with like a nice park and stuff and then have all the shops out of the way. But I don't think I'm going to be able to do that if I keep keep on uh, on at Nookasun. But I got the stuff I wanted. I've got all my diner stuff. I've got the. It was really the simple street sign, the simple shop sign that like led me down this garden path. I wanted to be. A, Macaulay got like the the recipe for it, and I was really jealous that they could make signs and put like custom patterns and stuff on. Yeah. And so I just I went and spent a hundred thousand bells on it, and I felt like a right mug spending a hundred thousand bells on a DIY recipe. But you know you know what? The next day I scanned the I scanned Lyman's <laughs> Amiibo card. 
he asked me to make him a fucking sign. And I just, I, it's genuinely my heart just sank because I just spent a hundred thousand bells on that sign. And he would have so given you me the recipe. recipe. No, they don't give you them. The campsite people don't uh, give you the recipes. It's so annoying. Otherwise I'd have just worst. sold it on again. Uh, I've got Lyman's Amiibo card. So I just, I've just been scanning them in every day to get stuff. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. There's a there's a whole list like each of the each of the different personality types give you different types of uh, DIY stuff. So, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I I've been like very much. Um, I I really just haven't had that much time to play this week and and like in the week last week and a half really. Um, so I've like barely played games, you know, at all. And like when I have been playing, um. Like, I've, I've still been, like, popping in Animal Crossing every day for, like, about an hour or so, but it's mostly just to, like, do little things. But I started actually, like, uh, I moved my museum, and I started moving all my villagers' houses out of the way so that I can, like, actually, you know, lay out the part of my town that I want to be, like, the town, you know? Um, like, the way I kind of have, have been planning. And uh, finally got rid of Cherie, which is awesome. <laughs> so I have an open spot to get a villager I actually like. How did you get rid? Great. Did you just not talk to her? Yeah, I just didn't talk to her until um, I saw she had the little bubble yeah. cloud. And I was like, all right, so she's either moving or she's going to give me something. Yeah, fucking Jambette um, pulled that trick on me earlier. She had the little bubble cloud and I've been trying to get rid of her for ages. Yeah. And then she said, oh, I'm trying to sell this jacket. I was like, fuck you, Jambette. I don't want your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to call out Chloe really quick because this was like the funniest of thing. You do. So you know she streams Animal Crossing. I'll I'll drop by every once in a while. Um, so I'll play and like while they're streaming, just you know if they open up their island or whatever. So she was talking about um, how she kicked off a villager named Limburg, and I'm pretty sure this is how it went down. So I'm like logging in. I'm like, oh, I got I got somebody on my you know my campsite. Or no, they bought a plot. So I go to meet them, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking hideous. Limburg. And then I go to talk, and it's like, oh, I, I you know, I just came from uh, Koholint, or whatever her island's name is, and I was like, yep. Chloe, you gave me fucking Limburg? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <sighs> I was very upset. I'm still upset, because he's sticking around with his fucking stupid-ass face. <laughs> I had that happen to me with... Uh... With one of Tyler's villagers, actually, it's um I can't remember his name right now, but he, he's my the penguin who lives in my town. That's ridiculous. Um, I don't like. I that. like my penguin. And I like rolled. I've got. See, that's the thing is, I like my penguin, but I want rolled. Oh. So it's like, I I rolled is like I, one of my OG favorites. Yeah, rolled was my original joke, so I'm happy with rolled. Yeah, he has a good Twitter he's account, good. by the way. Yeah, I follow it. <laughs> <laughs> he's my he's my favorite of the Jock villagers for sure. Um, yeah, he's just hilarious. But the the guy who I have is, like, a lot like him. So I'm like, all right, I guess you're, like, the new world. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we'll let, hop into the news. Let's, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk more about Animal Crossing, you know. Um, As usual. Next week, I'm sure, like, yeah, we always are. Um, and, we, you know, we've been going a little bit long here. So we, we do actually have some stuff to get into. And I want to make sure we leave time for all the questions in the mail pot this week, considering we skipped it last yes. week. <laughs> so apologies for that. Thanks for your patience. Uh, thanks, everybody who wrote in. Wrote in. Um, so let's hop into the first news piece here. Uh, this is one that DJ submitted, which is that uh, Indivisible, which is a, a, a indie platformer, has released on Switch without the developer Lab Zero's knowledge. 
Yeah, so this is wild. Yeah, Indivisible is like it's like an action RPG like platformer thing. Uh, released in October of last year. And um, so the lead dev for Lab Zero, uh, Mike Zaman, I think I'm saying that right? Um, mm-hmm. He went to Twitter. Looks like it, yeah. And he was like, yeah, so uh, this game released, and it was like a picture of him with his Switch, and he's just like, well... <laughs> Um, but apparently it launched without their knowledge, but also without um, a lot of content. So no co-op, no New Game Plus. Um, it was just like an old build, I guess, or something. Um, but apparently it runs well, and it's 20% off, at least at the time he tweeted. I just thought it was wild because, it, you know, it's like we've seen this before, right? <laughs> That's crazy. I genuinely don't. I I don't remember a game having been released by the dev, the publisher without the developer's knowledge though. Like surely, if you're talking about Cook It Mama, they knew that it was going to be coming out regardless, but the IP owner didn't. Whereas this is like the publisher is just like ah fuck yeah. it, let's just push this out. It must be a mistake because it's absolutely crazy. And we and live in these apparently wild it was, times, you know. I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm but hoping it was, it was just an Indiegogo game. It was like an Indiegogo funded like thing, like a Kickstarter kind of style thing. And all the backers on Twitter are like, when are we going to get our copies? And the guy was just like, I have no idea because I've only just bought the game myself. I literally just found out. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a bizarre story. Um, apparently, like the publisher said in the official 505 Discord that they were like, quote, looking into what occurred. So I'm guessing it was like a mistake. I hope so. Honestly. Um, because it seemed it's so bizarre the idea of it being released and them not knowing, but also that it's like an older version of the game and it's missing content and like patches that exist on other platforms. Like it just it seems like it I don't know, it just seems like it probably like, wasn't supposed to happen. Like it can be a mistake, but it's had to go through the Nintendo validation process and it passed that and then got published with a discount. Like, someone would have submitted yeah. it and then found out and yeah. then put a discount on the game to launch it. And that's why I'm kind of, like, putting the benefit of the doubt on because, I mean, there's got to be some hiccups or something now that the whole world seems to have, like, shut down, you know? So, I mean, things probably are falling through the cracks, but how long has this been, you know, through the cracks? You know what I mean? Like, I, we've only been yeah. locked down for like how a did month this... and a half now. How how did this many people, to Steve's point, like, sign off on something that was, like, this wrong? Right. You know? It's a weird one. Really weird one. Yeah. Um, hopefully one that we'll get more information on. Because I would really love to know what happened. Yeah. We'll come back to it. So, speaking of things that have been affected by the ongoing pandemic, uh, Nintendo... According to an article that uh, is trending as of uh, just a few hours ago on Reuters, has uh, seen extending profit, seen an extending profit streak uh, during the crisis as people are stuck home. So, I think, you know, I think that that's not necessarily like wholly surprising because we've been talking about obviously how well Animal Crossing has been selling, and it's you know everyone knows how tough it is to find a Switch right now, um, but. The actual numbers are are really impressive. Um, so Nintendo has apparently seen a eighty percent jump in operating profit, uh, specifically as of um, May seventh. Is that's like when they're going to be? They're seen to be posting that by that point, which is uh, fifty four billion yen or five hundred and five million American dollars. 
which is an insane amount of money. And that's specifically for the January to March quarter, um, which is fantastic. And uh, I, there was this interesting like little kind of comparison made here where they say that um, this is a fourth quarter profit level last seen in the heyday of the Wii console, which is literally the most profitable point in Nintendo's history. So, uh, what do you like? What do you guys make of this? I can't it's wait crazy. until we start to reference profits and stuff as Switch-like era instead of Wii-like era because I'm sick of the Wii. <laughs> I don't think we ever will though because like the Wii was the best-selling console of all time, and I don't think anything's ever Nintendo. Top it. Well, even didn't the DS sell better than no. the Wii? PS2 sold no. better than the Wii. PS2 is actually the best-selling okay. console, but. It's not by much. Um, here, I'll, I'll confirm that. But go ahead and make your point. Uh, I uh, I just don't. I don't think you'll will ever see a console selling in those numbers anymore. People play games very very differently to the to how they did back then. A lot of people play mobile games on their phone. They'll play um, big games uh, as they perceive them on PC. I don't think people buy consoles as much um, just to play games. It's not really the only source anymore. So here, let me, uh, to give us the full context, and this is including both uh, home consoles and handhelds, PS2 is number one at 155, Nintendo DS is number two at 154, uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color family are in three at 118, PlayStation 4 is at uh, number four, ironically, at 108 million, PlayStation, the original, is at 102 uh, million and the Wii had 101 million, so it's actually the fifth best-selling home console. But it is the best Nintendo, mm-hmm. best Nintendo home console, console mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, I don't know how far off the Switch is going to be on that, but it, I mean, here's my away. thing, right? We are a good ways away, but I think the idea of the Nintendo Switch selling outselling the Wii is not impossible. I, I just to, I, I can't see that unless you count at all revisions and like a Switch Pro and they bundle that all in on the same thing. I just I can't see how. I mean, I think I, I think you would though. Mm-hmm. Like I think you, know? you can bundle Switch Lite in there, but I don't think like if a Switch Pro comes out, for example, like do you I think count, a Switch Pro is not. Do you count a, a, like a Xbox Pro. Series X as a new console, or is that just a continuation of the Xbox One because it plays Xbox One games? Yeah, no, you consider it as a continuation of the Xbox One in the same way that the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color are bundled together. Okay, in which case, like, is the PS5 just a continuation of the PS4 sales because it plays PS4 games? No. Because it's, cause it's, it's different because it's a new numbered console for one thing, but also it plays PS5 games, which the PS4 doesn't. Okay, you know? so it's like the it's DS about... to the 3DS. But right. the Game Boy but, Color, yeah. like the Game Boy Color games, aren't played on the Game Boy. But you're including those two together. Yeah, but there aren't many Game Boy Color games that couldn't play on Game Boy proper. It's in the same way that they're like, new like the 3DS new 3DS, games, 3DS yeah. wasn't a new console; it was a revision of a console with mm-hmm. an upgrade. But it know? had exclusive. Games. Um, so like that's like it depends where you draw it, the line. It did, but I two think I think like when you look at. When you look at these numbers, they're drawn by like the the naming of the console, you know, because yeah. those things have exclusive titles, sure, but they're still part of that family of consoles in the same way that like, you know, the N sixty four DD had exclusive games, but it's not a new console; it's an add on to the N sixty four. You know, mm-hmm. this is an extension of those those family uh, that family of of title or um of consoles. So I think looking at the Switch, right, like 
PlayStation 4 is at 108 million and it's had uh what is it? four more years on the market than than the Switch and Switch has sold comparable numbers to PS4 for the majority of its life cycle. Mm-hmm. So the the idea of the Switch particularly if there's a revision uh, and we haven't even seen a price cut yet. I don't think. And well, it's already... I don't think we'll see a price cut on the big switch. I think they'll just phase it, phase it out, and it will move on to the new revision. Personally, I mean, I, I think, I think you'll. Wii U never see got a price, price cut. The Wii U, you can't even count. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting though, like to compare them because the Wii came off of a, at the time pretty unsuccessful uh, home console, right? GameCube. 20 million units Mm -hmm. something like that yeah and then you had the wii which just exploded now you have you know you're coming off the wii u which is what 14 13 uh it's 13 i think yeah just like super yeah it's actually it's 13 and a half so right in between (laughs) and now you have the switch and just so i'm just you you can draw so many comparisons i'm just sick of hearing about the wii (laughs) personally i i I genuinely think the Switch has a chance of, of dethroning the Wii as the the highest-selling quote-unquote home console, obviously a, a hybrid. But, I mean, like, you look at the DS sold $154 million. Um, but when did the 3DS come? Because, like, I think that's the problem. The 3DS like, sold half, 75 But But it's, that's half, right? Like, I, I just I can't see that it's half handheld it's like, half gaming DS. is is anywhere near as much as it was back in the ds's heyday because people no, play games and, on their and, phone yeah that came and, in right, right before that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you're right and and i think like that's the thing is like nintendo kind of created that market and then they migrated to mobile um but that's the thing is i think like looking at the switch like it it is competing in sales like with the wii when it was in its heyday for the most part it's seeing it's be it's like there's high demand for it it's sold out everywhere and you know i don't know like i for a long time i i would have agreed with you where it's like i don't think it sells 100 million units you know i don't see that happening but like the ps4 did it and i don't think that the ps4 is an inherently um like better or more mainstream offering than the switch because I think that, like, yes, like, the I think the PS4 appeals more to, like, the kind of, like, casual bro gamer, you know, that we'll talk about who are, like, the kind of per- – and uh, no shade, right? I don't mean anything by that. But, like, the kind of person who's, like, yeah, like, I buy Call of Duty when it drops in the fall and maybe I grab Madden and, you know, I yeah, pick FIFA. up, like – yeah, and then like they buy like one big game like The Witcher and play it for like four years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah, like that kind of person is more likely to buy a PS4. But like the Switch appeals to you know casual gamers who want to play Animal Crossing. The Switch appeals to families with kids, and if you have multiple kids, you probably have multiple Switches. And like the the Switch is selling like hotcakes and pretty much has the entirety of the time that's existed mm-hmm. so like if things don't slow down if there's a price cut if there's a new model whatever like there are more and more opportunities for it to have those spikes and to just keep rolling the fact that in q1 of this year they've seen this level of sales even if the rest of the year goes back to what it would have normally been they'll be ahead of what were already really strong projections yeah, it's crazy. And this, this, as the article says, it only includes twelve days—the first twelve days of Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Like 
we know the sales of that game have made it the best-selling digital console game of all time. There's probably going to yeah. be a ton more cash going in on the next quarter. But it seems to be such a huge uh, jump. I don't know if that's an 8% jump year-on-year year or if it's an 8% jump over the last quarter. I would imagine it's year-on-year because year I'm not 100% sure what they made in, in Q3. Um, but you know, Q3 is where you usually expect the majority of your sales to come. It's the holiday period. You have, obviously, Christmas. People are buying Switches and stuff for their kids and games and things like that. So... Not to mention Pokemon launch in Q3. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the other thing to think, right? Is that, like, we do have uh, other things coming up later this year, like the Pokemon DLC and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that if are uninterrupted could lead to a big a big push as well. Um, and, like, I think at this point, Nintendo's played a lot of their big cards, uh, but... They've still got sequels... the Mario 35 year thing. We've still got all of those. Yeah, stuff. if if all of those are are if all those rumors are true, those are things that will sell like crazy. That will sell a lot of switches. Um, I think Animal Crossing will continue to sell well, and I think uh, you know things like Pokemon DLC, a sequel to Breath of the Wild that's in the works, uh, you know, potential sequel to like something like Mario Odyssey. Like they do have a lot of options uh, yet. To, to push new consoles and to do special editions and all these things that I think can continue to drive um, what the momentum they already have. You know, I think the, the interesting question is like, what does, what does it look like in the next year or two? Like, do we get a switch pro anytime soon? Um, I, at this point, I don't think 2020 no, I, I, I was I was really hoping we would get it kind of alongside Breath of the Wild 2, but I still think Breath of the Wild 2 was probably slated for this holiday season. Whether it hits that now, I don't know. Can't imagine it um, if it was. So I think probably 2021's looking like Switch Pro. But if, yeah. if I'd have done predictions, I, it would have been a new Switch revision this year. And I mean, I think if they do a, a Switch Pro and that comes alongside a price cut on the original while they try to work through what's remaining in the stock or um or what have you because i don't necessarily think that they'll if the pro model is more expensive they probably won't get rid of the base model um but we could see price cuts come to the base model or even the switch light um in the same way that we saw them cut costs on the 2ds and get it down to like you know what was it at the end of its life cycle 79 or something it was here yeah well it was like you get the original one for like 80 dollars, but i think like the the xl here was like 109 pounds or something because i bought one for my so and a lot of times that came with a game yeah like it would be bundled with like mario kart or something like you and granted like the tech inside these consoles is better and it's more expensive but like you know tech gets cheaper and cheaper every year and like the idea of a price cut for these is like not crazy by any stretch of the imagination. So I I I am happy to see that Nintendo's on top right now because I, I really do think that like the vision that they have for the company is is strong and I think like the proof's been in the pudding. I really love the Switch generation and I think like Nintendo seems like poised for success like almost like never before. Because they're still appealing to the the family friendly market, they're appealing to core gamers. They're starting to like branch out into like multimedia and doing all this like exciting new stuff. And I think um, I think they're in a really strong place right now. Yeah, and I mean this just adds to the story we we spoke about last week with the Value Act investment um, of one point one billion 
and yeah. and then potentially kind of wanting to lead them into more of an entertainment driven company, just not not just video games. And obviously, there's the stuff with Universal theme parks and stuff like that that they've got going on in the new Mario movie that's that's underway. So. Uh, yeah. And obviously, all of the mobile games are bringing in a, a fairly substantial uh, summer cash room. Right, and you have to think about like how if the movie is successful, if the theme parks are successful, like that'll lead to more merch sales and all that kind of stuff. Like Nintendo's in a, a really good spot, and that's exciting because that allows them to like take more risks too, you know, and like do things like being like, yeah, we could sell the Switch at a fifty dollar loss. You know, because like they actually make money on every Switch sold, which is rare for for console development. So like, I don't know. Like, I I think the sky is really kind of the limit for them right now, um, and it's really exciting to see like where it goes from here. Speaking of Nintendo's plans for the future, we got the truly truly disappointing news today that uh, Nintendo will not be holding an E3 like style presentation um as they normally would and they are now if they they basically have said if they're if they will it'll be uh near the end of the summer i saw another report that was kind of conflicting saying something in june could happen but um i think overall it's not a surprise given like we we have this knowledge that like they've been struggling with in terms of like their you know, their sales pipeline, like getting product on the shelves has been a problem. And, you know, they still have a lot of development studios that have been affected. And, uh, you know, I think the idea of this getting postponed or canceled is not unheard of, but it's hugely disappointing because I think we're all eager to know what else Nintendo has up their sleeve after Animal Crossing. And we have been for a long time. And to know that we have to wait even longer is definitely a bummer. I don't necessarily think it's that we have to wait even longer. I think it's just going to be that directs are kind of done differently. We've already seen in the last couple of weeks, like the name of the last episode, I think, was Twitter Direct. Twitter right? Direct, yeah. And like, <laughs> they, I think we can maybe kind of see that that's just going to be perhaps the way they go from now on, rather than like a glitzy presentation. They just kind of say, this game's coming and this game's coming. Or we see third parties doing their own presentations. Like, you, be- you think so? I, I I could kind of see people like bigger developers, like um, you know, if it was two K for example, and they were they wanted to announce they were bringing Bioshock over and, and Borderlands over, like I could see them doing like a an announcement video in the same way that Ubisoft did that one this week where they did that cool kind of Photoshop thing and just like tease and reveal it in uh, their own setting rather than having to rely on on Nintendo. But it sounds like we we may get a Nintendo only presentation and that the the story seems to be that they're just speaking to their partner companies that they're not going to be doing an E3 presentation. So it may just be that there's no third party games included. We might still get indie directs. We might still get other presentations. We may still see the arms, um, the arm smash fighter being announced. Yeah. We, we have no idea. It just seems to be that the kind of standard E3 style direct is just not going to be happening this year. The wildest take for me from this article, though, was um, what Yuri Kajiyama wrote for the Associated Press, was that many Japanese uh, lack the basic tools needed to work from home. This includes personal computers, but people often don't uh, have even have Wi-Fi. 
Like the fact that you could be in Japan and not have Wi-Fi at home is just crazy to me. Like I always see That's them nice. as like the height of technology and that people don't even have Wi-Fi at home is just it's just wild to me. Yeah, that is wild. Um, and I'm, I was taking a look at uh, the coverage that VentureBeat did of it, and they they do say that like they did have a June event that they were putting together, and you know that it's just like they're they're they've been struggling to kind of you know they've been struggling to get get things together because they are really being limited by this work from home situation. Yeah, and um, it's not it's not so just I, them. I, like you know, if you had say a huge third party company that it was going to be like a big part of your event like that one year that they had Fortnite and it was going to be their big unveiling and unfortunately it got data mined and kind of ruined but if you had like a big game that was going to be ported over or a, a presentation from another developer and they can't even get it ready on time for the presentation that you're going to be given in June it gets to the point where it kind of all just falls apart and you've got nothing to show it's not just down on Nintendo it's based on all of the partners that are kind of coming together yeah and that's true but I but I think um to the point of of you know, Japan as a country being less uh, set up for work from home. Like you look at Microsoft, they just announced today that they have, they're going to be doing their next gen presentation, you know, next like week. Um, And it's going to be a third party presentation. And then they have a first party presentation planned for shortly after that. So like, I, I don't necessarily know that this is like representative of like a shift away from directs or a shift away from the status quo or anything as much as it is that like, they just literally don't have the resources maybe right now yeah, to get everything perhaps, pulled together. But like Jason Schreier was tweeting on uh, tweeting that the PS5 presentation is coming a few weeks later. It's going to be coming in like three weeks. Later. Right. But they're Japanese. So why are they like? Kind yeah, of but no, it? but the center, the center of the company is in America now. Okay. I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. But a huge, a huge portion of it will be kind of still driven by, by Japan. I mean that's that's true, but I think it's just the difference of like. But wasn't like all of the Nintendo E three presentations were done by Nintendo of America. It was always Reggie. It wasn't like Japan doing their their presentation, and we had like a translated version. Yeah, but, I, but it was Nintendo yeah, of America's n- presentation. In the same way yeah, that Nintendo... the, like the indie world highlights are N- Nintendo of America, and we have like a, a U- European one. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, but Nintendo is like a Japanese centric company for sure. You know, like, and I, I don't I. You can't say the same about their competitors, you know. It's like, yeah, PlayStation uh, originated in Japan, but like, they're the head of the company has been moved to states. So, like, they, I don't think are going to necessarily suffer the same limitations from what what we're reading in these articles, like from the AP and everything, you know. So, like, if if yeah, that's true, and all the studios, I'm not are saying in, that are in Japan, all the main studios for Nintendo are in Japan, right? Whereas, all of them, whereas Sony's are worldwide. Yeah, and like. They are having things delayed too, you know, but like I think like it's easier to be like, all right, cool, well like Sucker Punch's game can still come out, you know, like they they can still have things to talk about. They can still have, you know, the American arms of those companies like move forward or, you know, or what have you. Whereas I, I, I don't know, I, I really think it's um, I think I think this is like very much a unique situation that's happening because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, you know, we'll probably get more information about it, like, a little closer to June um, if they do really have plans to do something in late summer. So I think we can cap it there for now and get into the mail pop before uh, <laughs> before we run out of time. <laughs> so 
this first one is going to come from uh, this. This uh, I had a couple people write into me over at Pete at Lupots.com. This one comes from Trendy Brendy, who's a member of the Discord. Uh, I see him on Twitter all the time. And um, this is something that he wrote into me uh, a bit ago, and I wanted to. Um, I, I wanted to just follow up on it. So he said, hey, Pete, Steve, Pixel, and or Pixel Understudy. Didn't even take the time to learn your name, DJ. Harsh. <laughs> it's been a You're while. lost. <laughs> You're lost. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I last wrote in, but the news about the final Mario Maker update compelled me to write. I think everything getting added in this update is great and the changes to how the game is played. I can't wait to see what people do with these new tools. However, I'm disappointed to see that we never got any additional game styles. This was a big point of speculation, and that's just uh, that's just out the window given that this is the last major update. The banner over the Super Mario 3D World starry style reads Game Styles for Pete's sake. It almost feels like they wanted to make a Super Mario Brothers 2 a style but had to abandon it and rather than scrap all their work and uh, they turn it into power-ups in Super Mario Brothers 1. What are you guys thinking about this being the last major update? Thanks, Brendan. P.S. I just beat Katamari Damacy for the first time and I loved it. Yeah. First of all... Katamari is amazing, yeah. Glad you took our suggestion there. Katamari is amazing. Um, glad you liked it. I I, uh, I remember this though, like from the presentation, like everyone was screenshotting that area with 3D World. I was like, look, there's yeah. space next to it for another game style. And I, I wanted them to give me Game Boy, like yeah, give me Super Mario Land. Yeah, Let's do it. Cool. You know, like I just take a Wario uh, Land as well. Like I love the Wario Land games and getting like Wario in there yeah. as a playable character would have been awesome. I want to see what DJ thinks though, because he's the one that actually puts a decent amount of time into this game. He's the expert. Well, it fucking sucks, number one. <laughs> what do you think about it? It sucks, man! <laughs> number two, you know, we, we kind of see it all the time where games... I, I say this with collecting all the time, where I say, before you have the games, have the space. So yeah. the fact that they have, you know, game st- styles, it kind of gives them a little bit of leverage. Like, if we want to make more, we can. If we don't, fuck you. And the game didn't hit nearly as hard as the first one did so i can't really blame them for kind of ditching it the way they did but at the same time i feel like it was a lot of nintendo's fault for why it didn't hit yeah so i'm pissed i totally agree with you in terms of that like i think if the game had been more of a success you would have seen more expansions and it wasn't so they didn't put more out that's that's my read on it um but maybe you know who knows like nintendo does weird things so it could also just be they thought that this was the right move and then, you know, it didn't set the world on fire, so they didn't expand their plans at all. And there's like, Maybe we'll get a Super Mario Maker 3. Who's to say? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. All right. So this one comes from uh, Asobi, and he titled it Not Weekly Anymore Mailpot Questions. And I don't know if that's because he didn't write in last week or if because – he thinks that we are not going to read them on the show anymore. So either way, we're reading your email, Sobi. So it's fine. Relax. We're let's, okay. let's skip over this one. We get to the next. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll just go to the next one. Uh, he says, "Hey there, Pete, Steven, DJ. Here are my questions for this week. Uh, I just got a VR headset again, and I wanted to know what your opinions are on VR. Do you have a headset yourself? Any game recommendations? Um, I think I'm the only one who has much experience with VR. I used to have PSVR." Um, I ended up selling it. I enjoyed it as a novelty, mm. but um, I don't love VR, and I thought I would. I was a pretty big believer in it. Like, I got PSVR at launch, and I was really excited. 
and I just found it to be a hassle. Like, I I liked some of the experiences that were there, um, even though there's a lot of you know a lot of the games on in VR are very rudimentary. But overall, it was just like the I didn't have a good space to TJ's last point that was like I could just pop it on and use it whenever I wanted. It was something I always had to set up, and the the setting up of it and the time that was wasted doing that to have like a so so experience always felt like I would rather just play a regular game, you know. And I ended up like feeling tired a lot. I was I didn't experience a lot of motion sickness, but I always feel tired after oh, I use VR and like I feel like I need a nap. And PSVR made me feel absolutely ill as hell. It was horrible. I tried PSVR at, a, at an event and I played that Flashpoint game with that stupid like um, gun attachment thing that they make that they put on the end of these uh, move controllers, which yeah. ultimately just feels like something from the Wii era where I just stick a piece of plastic on it and there is something new. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is it reminds me a lot of like how the Wii was kind of this innovation and and it just no no it was VR, like it, was, at least. it felt like tech demos. it was all those like the the way it was always just chuck, chuck this on the end because we need to make it feel more like a real tennis racket it just didn't feel like 100 percent authentic <laughs> until we put this piece of plastic on the end but I, it, it was the way that you would like move and i was like m- moving the sticks forward and i was moving forward but my body wasn't actually moving and i just felt ill like in a car when you're moving yeah. you kind of you can feel there's movement but i was stood dead still and my eyes were seeing movement and i was just i couldn't do it it was horrible um so i so i don't think VR was for me but then having said that everyone's like oh you need to try oculus you need to go or you need to try rift um uh, vive, vive and you need to go full room scale so you can walk around and kind of really see how it is and i'm hearing like um kirk hamilton on uh, Triple Click, formerly Kotaku Split Screen, talking about it all the time and how he's had an absolute blast with Half-Life Alex, and I really want to know what yeah. all the kind of backstory and the lore from that game is, because I know they're never going to ever release that in a non-VR way, and I really want to know the story because I love Half-Life. So it kind of it upsets me a little bit that I can't really experience it, because I know I will feel ill as hell if I play VR. What about you, DJ? Have you ever tried VR? Yeah, I tried PSVR and there were like a few, I wouldn't even call them games, but you're like in a capsule and you're sinking underwater. Oh yeah, that was from the PR world, PSVR worlds. Like that was like all the little demos that came with it. Yeah, like little tech demos. Like yeah. that's all I played. And then there was this one that was fun where you like move your head and you hit a ball. Yeah, uh, I think it's called like video ball or something. Like, yeah, that was, like that. that was fun. I like that. And it was like, like if Pong, you could, but you like move yeah, your head. Yeah, if you could get that like online or something, that would actually be kind of fun, but... You know, I've tried, um, what's that one game where you're going to a bunch of different planets and it's boring as fuck because you don't run into anybody? Well, uh, that's, that's improved now. You can't say that. that no Man's, no Man's Sky? Sky has had a real yeah, no like, Man's... rejuvenation. You can see, pe- what the fucking you can do? see people now. Great. The game was fucking boring as hell when I played it. Um, and you're just in VR and I'm like pointing and you point and then you like teleport. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. That's how I, Skyrim I VR it. works. I've seen someone playing Skyrim VR, oh, and it just yeah, it like it just like fucking jolts you around the face, and it's like, why? Oh my god, <laughs> Sarah loves Skyrim, and she's like, nah. 
this ain't it. This ain't it, Chief. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe soon. It'll, it'll get like, there. Half Life Alex might be the Renaissance or something for VR. I've, I I've heard Half Life Alex is amazing. Like the way Kirk was mm-hmm. like describing it is, you can hold, you can pick up like a basket in the game. You can fill the basket with grenades. You use your other hand to pick up a <laughs> grenade from the basket, and you literally throw it. Like that to me yeah. sounds fucking awesome, and I'd love to be able to experience yeah. that. But like the entry point to VR is buy a massive, the expensive PC. Buy a massively expensive VR headset. Buy a house with a huge room so you can go room scale. It's like, this is absolutely just not feasible for a, a huge number of people, despite the, like, even if I wasn't getting motion sick, I don't really have anywhere to do it. Like, I'm in the only really, yeah. this only real spare room and it's tiny. Yep. Labo VR. Yeah, it's something I think, I think it'll get there. You know, like, there's definitely interest in the tech and it's getting better and better. And like, I think it's going to keep going. I just honestly, I really think that a lot of the best applications of VR are not going to be related to video games. If I'm being honest, um, I think in a hundred years, like we'll still probably be playing video games on screens. Like that's just, I don't know. That's me. I don't know. Maybe eventually like we'll get to a point where like the tech is so seamless that you don't have any of those problems and, you know, it's wireless and it's hands-free and it's super easy and, and it just works. But I, to me, I think, like, the thing I've always thought would be the most fun would be if they had, like, a warehouse, like, that was set up like a laser tag kind of facility and everybody put on a VR headset so that you could actually run around a place and see other people and, like, have it be, like, yeah, that would oh, be cool. cool. Like, yeah. That's more, like, like mixed reality kind of stuff, though. That's, like, more like what yeah. Microsoft are doing with their headsets. So that- It'd be, like, a mixture of VR and AR, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I, how, how sick would that be? You know, if like, be it's awesome. like oh, or like yeah. you go, like you go what to about, a warehouse, like, you go and... in, and it's like your real life Splatoon. You're like firing ink on the floor, and you ain't gonna worry about any clear up afterwards. Like it's yeah. just literally playing turf war. Or or it's like there's like a PVE thing where it's like, oh cool, like a dragon fucking flies down, and it's <laughs> yeah, just like a fucking cool. thing with like a tennis ball or whatever, and it's a bunch of bullshit. And but you and your friends see a fucking dragon, and you're like, oh fuck, and they're like breathing you know, hot fumes in so it smells and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, that would be amazing, you know? Like, Disney could pull some shit off like that and it would be so cool, you know? Um, Go pitch so it I to him. <laughs> I, I'd love to. Give me a call. Uh, all right. Uh, have you guys ever read a video game book? Examples of what I've read, Dead Island, uh, Dead Space, Catalyst, Resident Evil, Umbrella Chronicles, book one and two. Um, so I guess you're talking about like fiction I, that's set in a video game universe. I got deep into Persona 4 and I bought the manga. So if that counts, okay. I did that. If that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've gotten into the Pokemon uh, manga and Splatoon manga. Yeah, I used to read, uh, I think it's Pokemon Adventures is the series that I read. It's the one that, I don't. it's not the original one with like the jokey Clefairy. It was like the one after that that was like very mm-hmm. like realistic and kind of like a little bit scary (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and i ate that shit up as a kid uh other than that um i have some like mario comics that i have as like a like a coffee table book and like i've thumbed through it and stuff but like i haven't like got i've never read like a novelization of of a game or anything like that but i've read books about games a lot like we've talked about jason trier's book blood sweat and pixels and racing the beam and uh the ultimate history of video games those are all great books if you want to learn more about games and the people who make them usually the the books i read are non-fiction like all books i read are non-fiction i don't really read books um for a story which is strange i know mm. but 
That's, that's just I, I get like. that. I mostly read nonfiction when I read straight up. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll read comics, but that's also like a you know it's a visual mm-hmm. media as well, so it's like a little different. Um. Do you fast travel a lot in games? Why yes? Why no? What is the better way to play games with or without fast travel? Yeah, so I fast travel um, as soon as I can, and like as soon as I found out in like Horizon Zero Dawn, I needed to buy the. <laughs> unlimited fast travel pack i saved up as much as i could so i could get it as soon as possible it. in the game i i to me it depends on the game um like in spider-man i almost never fast traveled because the map wasn't that big and it was fun to traverse so unless i was like specifically trying to go to the opposite end of the map to quickly turn in a quest and then go back or something every mm-hmm. once in a while i did it but i think i probably fast traveled like less than 10 times in that entire game um for me like it depends if you're if it's grindy to get back to where you need to go, yeah. If it's grindy, I'll I'll fast travel. If it's not, I'll I'll probably traverse. Or if like the map yeah. is fucking huge, like in Red Dead Redemption Two, I would use the fast travel sometimes because it would like when I'd be at camp, if I wanted to get back to somewhere real far away, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't think there's a quote unquote better way. It's just like whatever works for you, you know. Because I think every game should have fast travel. Um, cause when it's not an option and I want it to be, I hate it. Um, yeah, me too. It's usually the point just... where I close the game. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time <laughs> to drive across the map right now. Like, cause, yeah. because uh, there are some points when I just want to play a game and I don't want to be just sitting, sitting there driving across a map or whatever. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then, oh yeah, that's it. Okay. Shout out to Ram. Best. Asobi. Shout out to Ram. Ram's a good egg. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for writing in there at Pete at Lootpots.com. We're going to hop into a couple from the Discord real quick. This one comes from that Doc Guy, who's another one of our Patreon supporters. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be until initial hype for New Horizons fades away? A follow-up, how do you think they're going to keep the player base? Example, I stopped doing anything more than really just my dailies in New Leaf after about a month since it just turned into maintenance instead of new experience or event since they were so few and far between. Um... I think the initial hype of New Horizons is, like, in the process of cresting. Yeah. Um, I think there's still a lot of conversation around it, and people are still into it. But I think, like, the newness is is wearing off. I think a lot of people are getting into that. I'm checking in for my dailies kinds of things. Or they're, like, gravitating towards other games that have come out or, or whatever. Or, the, you know? or if you're Pixel, um, you're in your I'm trading this game in phase because I'm just done with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and some people are going to be like that yeah. too, you know. Um, so I think, I think we're there, like we're in the process of it, you know, almost. But um, I don't think that the excitement around the game is going to necessarily go away because Animal Crossing does have an active, diehard community, and I think a lot of people are going to keep playing indefinitely. Um, in terms, it always of, will, baby. Yeah, it endures. <laughs> like, think about what we were talking about uh, with like pocket camp and how desperate we were yeah. for something then you know mm-hmm. like and we don't get these games very often and you have to play them while you can and enjoy them while you can the player base the hardcore base is fucking die hard yeah they go hard and nookazan within a week come on <laughs> nookazan within a week <laughs> and uh and i think in terms of keeping people invested like they're they are like rolling out events and stuff like that that I think give you the reason to come back. But then also you have to think that like when the seasons change and there's like new bugs to catch and new fish and they, you know, 
Yeah. There, but... There's always things that are cycling and your people will have a reason to keep coming back. Um, but you know, I, I don't know that we'll necessarily ever see the heights that we will of like first few weeks of the game because that's just how things work. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think though it will probably last a little bit longer than a month, just be, the like it did for you on um, New Horizons, uh, not New Horizons on New Leaf, just because there's so much more to do in New Horizons. Yeah. Like I've only just started doing the outside of my town, you know. Like and, right. and we're Same. we're we're kind of over a month into it already, and just the number of events that are packing into these updates like this latest one's had what uh, nature day with leaf and shrubs we've got may day starting literally this week where we can go on that like tour and fi finally find out what the hell rover uh, is doing in the game we've got the wedding season and then anything else that might be coming you know there's there's so much and they can just keep they're just going to keep adding those as the uh, as the year progresses yeah, so I, I, I don't think Animal Crossing is going to have a problem, um, and I think you're in that mode now, but are you are you thinking like you you're you might be getting close to there? But like you know, I think as new things come and as they patch in new things to do, and you know, uh, potentially continue to expand on the game in ways that we haven't seen them do in the past, um, I think I think there's going to be reasons to keep coming back. Uh, this next one comes from Olaf. Back in the day when Nintendo announced they would be working on mobile titles, they asked about or they talked about making a Legend of Zelda mobile game. Years later, now here we are, uh, yet to still hear from Nintendo about this game. What scenario do you think the game is in now? Is it being redone over and over again? Is Nintendo not satisfied about the product? Is it just cancelled and complete? And most importantly, will we ever see the actual daylight of an official Legend of Zelda mobile game with the same uh, style like Oceanhorn, or if we will, if it ever happens, see the daylight to a free-to-play Zelda game, uh, puzzle game or something? Um, so I think, I think whatever game that they had talked about at that time probably doesn't exist anymore. Cause if, if it, if that game was like announced alongside that original announcement, I imagine it was probably in a similar vein to Mario run where they were thinking they were going to make like a premium game that they yeah. would charge money for. And that didn't work out. Yeah. I, I kind of, um, in agreement with you, I don't think that game exists. It may not have ever existed. It might have just been an idea that they were tossing around and they were just saying, yeah, well, here's Super Mario Run and we're probably also thinking about doing a Legend of Zelda game because it's our other popular IP. Um, in terms of a official Zelda game that has the same style like Oceanhorn, I don't think we'll ever see it. I don't think they want to cannibalize their their games and make to make them work on mobile. I don't think they would... Um, live with that i could see maybe kind of a another kind of game like fire emblem um fire emblems mobile game where you kind of do collection collections of stuff i really don't know but i don't think you'll see a, a zelda game in the same way that you are kind of hoping for yeah like an ocean horn style game i don't think yeah. so i think if they had plans for that that ship has sailed um yeah i mean in terms of it being like I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I mean, they've got the Mario Kart game, which does kind of re replicate the same similar gameplay, but it's, yeah, but it's hardly anywhere near the level of quality it yeah. should be. I think if anything, we like I could see maybe them doing like a maybe like a dungeon crawler or something, you know, where like you play and it is like kind of Zelda style, but it's not like a it's just like you running dungeons or something, and you know you yeah. go in and like hit a bunch of 
familiar enemies. I mean, like, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I, th- like, I think um, it would be something. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind like uh, Olaf's idea of a puzzle game where you're kind of doing those, um, doing the shrines kind of style things, but you just you it's like touchscreen puzzles. Yeah. That would make sense too, right? Like obviously, part of Zelda's lineage is puzzles, so. Uh, this one comes from Cowboy, uh, who says, Who is the worst villager, and why is it Moose? It's Wendy, not Moose. <laughs> Wendy is hideous. Do you have a least favorite, DJ? Um, I'm leaning towards Limburg right now, but yeah. it was Eunice. <laughs> well, Eunice I'm is just stick- as ugly as Wendy. They're both from the same ilk, so... They're related, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Cherie just because I really didn't like her and I'm happy to have her gone. <laughs> uh, and then he also asked, should I buy The Witcher Three or Outer Worlds for the Switch? No, I don't know about the quality of the Outer Worlds, but I greatly prefer the Outer Worlds to The Witcher Three. So yeah. if you're gonna pick one or the other, I would say play. Uh, Outer my Worlds. my answer is no. You should play them on other platforms if you have access to them. If you're gonna pick one, pick the Outer Worlds. Are you still playing it? How are you getting on? I haven't really played much more now. Fair enough. Okay. You should pick it back up. I should, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going to be the last one that we address, and then we're going to save uh, this last one we have from Matt for, for After Dark. So Lost Woods on Twitter asks, what's your favorite flower or plant in Animal Crossing? Cosmos. I love Cosmos. I really do. And DJ watered mine today, so I was very, very happy. Uh, it felt yeah. good. Uh, um, but I also... Really, I'm looking forward to getting my first Lily of the Valley when I finally get five stars. I really like the wildflowers quite a bit. Do you know, the, the, what's the, the reverse of this question? My least favorite flower, hyacinths or mums. They're both d- just hideous. See, I don't mind the mums. People are hating on the mums. I don't I don't really mind them. No, no. I don't I haven't planted them yet. Um, I do have some. Now. They look like weeds. Don't uh, plant them. Okay, fine. Jesus. There you go. On that note. Right? Yeah, Jesus. So aggressive, Steve. Uh, so our last question here, uh, I'm, we're going to answer it on After Dark, but this one comes from Left Eye Lazy from the Discord, and he says, what's your quarantine drink of choice? Uh, so we'll we'll take that one into After Dark. Um, but thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of the Podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I hope you're staying safe. Uh, remember, if you want to support the show, you can give us a like on your platform of choice. Make sure you subscribe so that you know when our uh, our episodes go live every Monday morning, um, whatever time they go live for you in whatever time zone that you are. <laughs> but it's scheduled and it's the same every time. I'll tell you that much. Uh, if you want to show your support, remember you can head over to patreon.com slash lootpots and support us at the $1 level. You'll get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, where you can hear our answer to Matt's question. And we're also going to talk about uh, The Last of Us 2 and probably Assassin's Creed and some other stuff, uh, video games for a change. What's up with that? Um, but all kinds of other great stuff. We have thirty over 30 episodes, uh, which are hour-long, where we talk about everything that isn't Nintendo, uh, our personal lives, all kinds of great stuff. It's the easiest way to support the show, and it gets you hours of uh, extra content. So if you want to do that, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Head over there and uh, help us keep the mics on. Uh, if you want to connect with us in some other ways, remember you can head over to the Discord. You can write in and get your thoughts right on the show uh, by hitting me up at Pete at Lupots.com. You can follow at Lupots on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and... 
Oh, right, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash LootPots. That's the last one I'm going to plug where you can uh, join us for our weekly Animal Crossing streams uh, every Thursday. We've been doing them lately. Might be subject to change. We do have uh, some new streaming content coming. We're going to be doing them a lot more often. So uh, if you like tuning into streams, um, if Animal Crossing hasn't been your bag, go head over there. Give us a follow. And, um, you know, we've got some fun stuff coming there soon. So we hope you'll join us there as well. And until next time, we'll see you for another episode of the Potscast. Take it easy. Stay safe. And uh, we love you.